healthy. You know, in so many ways, so often, healthy is at the forefront of our minds. We seem to always be talking about health, even and especially here. Do you remember last weekend was Labor Day? And remember, perhaps, here or not, maybe over a live stream, Pastor Sean was talking about God and about his gifts of labor and rest. By the way, both of them good gifts of God. By laboring, we get a chance to participate and to be like God, who worked in creation and still does, and like God, to rest. And he spoke about the balance between the two. And what is that about except health, physical and spiritual health, and all kinds of other kinds of health? But today, I want to take it to the level, to the point of speaking about congregational health. And I want to do this in a very specific kind of way. I suppose if we could make a list, I know if I could, there'd be a lot of things to identify as what makes a congregation healthy. But what I've done is taken a look at that whole business and come up with a handful of topics. But today, I want to focus on, first of all, what is health all about? Namely, spiritual health and congregational health. And if we're going to do this as Christians, we're going to do this from God's point of view, but also understanding what he's given us in terms of our brains and experience and bring those together on the, under the umbrella of God and what he does. The issue of health is a big, big deal. In many quarters, it's at the forefront of our minds and a big part of our lives. You go to the doctor, you've got one. Physician assistant, medicines, treatments, equipment, drugs, medicines, hospitals, and the list goes on. Health is a big deal. And in that regard, did you know, that if you take the Lutheran Health Network and Parkviews and you put them together, they are the biggest employer in our area. Nine and a half thousand people just among us here work for the area and in the area of health. 9,500 plus people. And you know, if you're going to talk about our country and what we spend, what we spend is 2,612 billion, hear me, billion dollars. That's a little bit, don't you think? 2,612 billion dollars. Convert that to trillions and you recognize how big a deal that really is. We're told by those researchers that it's over $11,000 per capita per year that we spend on our physical health and emotional, okay? Over 11000 You may not personally spend that much, but that's the average. And you know, averages are a lot of times less than altogether. 10% of countries' GDP is health-related, 10%. And there are over 900 insurance companies that have to do with health that exist in our country. It's huge, health is. And it's one of the fastest growing industries among us. Surprised by all of that? 
Probably not. Maybe only informed by the numbers. As a group, as a congregation, it's important. And in what? The, the Bible describes us in the New Testament as the body of Christ. And doesn't that make a connection with our physical, emotional health as well? That spiritually we are identified and we are the very body of Christ. As a congregation, we are a part of that. I don't know the exact analogy because the body of Christ is all Christians with Jesus as the head. And we, as a part of that, we're members. We're parts of a bigger entity with Jesus as the head. And remember, that's a spiritual group and our spiritual group as a congregation as well as the body of Christ needs to be healthy. The basic question, the starting point is, what does healthy look like? If we're going to talk about it, if we're going to understand it, if we're going to grow well, we need to know what does it look like. Do you remember what Jesus said? In another context, he said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And you and I are the sick. We are the sin-sick people. Sick with sin, to be sure. With the sickness, we need help. No question. And that means we need to begin with Jesus. Jesus at the center of it all. Connected to him is the starting point for our spiritual health. Not only together as a congregation, but also individually. Without him, no health. With him, we've got all the resources we need to be healthy. God said in the Old Testament through the prophet Jeremiah, I will restore you to health. He said that to God's people and heal your wounds. And that's exactly why Jesus came. He was the fulfillment of those words. As Pastor Sean read the gospel reading a couple of minutes ago, it was a summary of what Jesus did. He came to heal bodies, souls, minds, emotions, the whole business, bringing health to sin-sick people. Jesus, the great physician. And if we're to attack a value on that, quite frankly, it's worth more than the $2.6 billion that we spend on our physical, emotional, and other kinds of health. That's a price beyond any dollars. What Jesus has done and what he continues to do by the power of his spirit. Understand, God works directly, doesn't he? You've experienced that as he touches your body, as he touches your spirit, as he touches your emotions and your mental capacities. He works directly, oftentimes, to heal, but not always. A lot of times he heals through people, through procedures, through the gifts that he has given to us. And he continues to work both ways every day through us. Understand this, being healthy, let's focus spiritually. Being healthy spiritually does not mean that we have no problems. Catch this, being spiritually healthy does not mean that we have no problems. It's very important. Congregations do have problems. Do you know that? Do you recognize that? 
When I was a child, being brought up in the church, I thought coming together on Sunday mornings, which was it, you know, that it was a little piece of heaven, that everybody got along, that everything was wonderful, a little piece of heaven. And even among the pastors and those who worked in the church, that everything was just so and so right. But I grew up and I recognized and I've grown into a position of church leadership over the years and I understand it to be different. By the way, have you heard? Oh, I'm sure you have. If you find a perfect congregation, join it. Join it. But understand this, it's not going to be perfect any longer <laughs> once you join. Congregations have problems, even health problems of a spiritual nature. We're broken. God's begun to put us back together again. He's given us the medicine for sin to keep us from dying spiritually. But that medicine as it works continues to work and restore us, making us more and more the people He intended us to be from the beginning. So one day, that healing is complete with Him forever. But now, that doesn't mean we're perfect. That doesn't mean we are all together. We can be healthy and still be who we are. But what about what health is? You heard what John wrote, his third letter. The Apostle John, three letters. By the way, you should read that. It's very short, very, very short, but very meaningful. He wrote, you heard, that living in the truth brings joy and good health. Living in the truth. I am the way. Let me, I am the way, Jesus said. The truth and the life. Living in him is where health resides. It doesn't mean we have no problems, but what it does mean to be healthy is to address those problems and to do it actively and responsibly. To address those problems actively and responsibly. It's like going to the doctor. I mean, that's action. And sometimes you might be like me, especially us guys, you need a little push from the spouse to go to a doctor. And then to have that doctor address the problems responsibly. And we act responsibly with his diagnosis and with his treatments. That's how it is spiritually, to understand the problem and then actively and responsibly deal with it. Being spiritually healthy is about all kinds of things. It is about choices. It's about attitudes. It's about methods. It's a long list. It's a living dynamic because we are living people. And as a congregation, as part of the body of Christ, we're alive. And you know what? If we're not alive, there's only one alternative, and that's to be dead. There's no in-between. And to be alive spiritually is to be connected to God in a dynamic relationship with Him working in us again and again. It means things are always moving. Things are always changing for the better, actively and responsibly. Spiritual health, for that reason, is what shall we say? Holistic. Spiritual health, like bodily health, has to do with everything, who we are, what we're up to. Not just one thing, not just two things. It's about 
one thing in relationships. I guess if there's one word that could summarize it. Relationships. Our relationship with God. God's relationship with us. But not just that, but our relationship with each other. And did you catch that? I've done it before. The shape of the cross. God and us, a relationship, which carries over to us in relationship with God and with each other. The dynamics are connected to be sure. If you have a cold, what happens? Everything gets affected. If your toe aches, your whole body is affected. And when one of us hurts, we all hurt. We are connected through God to us in Jesus. There's more. A student of all of this, and actually an expert, wrote this. Listen, a significant measure of health of a congregation is not where it stands in moments of comfort and ease, of comfort and ease, but rather where it stands at times of challenges and crises. In healthy congregations, leaders focus on their response to conditions, not the conditions alone. You catch that. Understand, pain is a good thing, spiritually and physically. Think about this. You put your hand over an open fire and it hurts, right? It hurts, but that's a good signal to pull your hand back because the pain otherwise is going to hurt you terribly. Pain functions in a positive kind of way. It's not good to inflict pain, understand, but pain can help. It's the true with our physical bodies and with illness. The illness can move us toward the solutions as we address those circumstances. And the same thing is true even as we remember this weekend with 9-11. Terrible things. Some of us bring those things to memory. Others younger learn about those things. Danger, disaster, heartbreak, tragedy, loss of life, and more. But what? We've been able to learn by it. We have been able to grow by it. Maybe some haven't, but we've had that ability because pain as its ultimate end has that purpose, especially in God's hands, to make us better, to make us stronger. Pain is a part of being spiritually healthy, even the pain in the congregation. I didn't say it's fun, but it's healthy. It's helpful. We understand things better. We grow through pain in God's hands. Healthy congregations are interested in people and in people growing. They're not to focus on how people have failed. That's not the focus of where they've fallen and who's to blame. That's not congregational spiritual health. It's to understand that God uses all of this for his purpose. What is that purpose? What is he trying to get across to us? You've experienced that here in this congregation, and you continue to do that. And here's the important distinction. Learning and growing, it's not about reacting. It's about responding. Do you know the difference between the two? 
We're talking about two different parts of the brain. To react is one part of the brain that helps us automatically do what needs to be done. So if a ball is coming straight at your head, you don't have to sit there and think about it. You duck. (laughs) You duck, right? Automatically. One part of your brain is designed especially by God to do that. But then to respond is differently. It's to think about what's happened. It is to look for God in what has happened. It is to look for opportunities thoughtfully to find God's will. Physically, from a different part of our brain, and with the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit at work. This is God's desire. This is what congregational health and personal health, even here at St. Michael, especially because I'm talking to you, We're going through time right now, and many have, many across the world through COVID and all the havoc that has wreaked and the problems it continues to confront. We can learn from that, and I trust we do and will learn from that. The the fact that you are right now without a senior pastor, that is a time of learning and growing as well. We we have, and you have a, a wonderful staff to do a lot with us and for us. But, but they're shorthanded. And we're going to remedy that to a certain amount with the new hire we're going to do soon. But they're also stretched. And, and me, hey, I, I'm part-time. I'm only here to help with at least a little bit. And by the way, don't be overly focused on your senior pastor, the next one who comes. That's the wrong focus for spiritual health. The right focus for spiritual health is on Jesus, what he's done, and the mission he has given you and me to participate in. That's what he will build us up for. That's what we need to keep ever before our eyes. God's grace in Jesus and the work he's given us to do. Remember what the Bible says, because it's the ark over which all of the, the umbrella, God is for us, not against us. He orchestrates everything for that purpose of health. And for us, being healthy is to understand this, first of all. It is to credit God for the measure of health we enjoy. It is to commit ourselves to work with him as he works with us toward these goals. And it is about the Holy Spirit who works with the gifts of God to help us grow and learn and become healthier still. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they work together. Let's confess together that God of our faith. Let's stand. We use the Nicene Creed today to express that faith.